Welcome to the Geniuses of Copywriting Podcast, a peek into the minds and strategies of the world's greatest copywriters, marketers, and persuasion experts. And now, here's your host, Brian Cassangina. Hey guys, welcome to another Geniuses of Copywriting Podcast. Um, it's, it's a real privilege today to interview a guy who I first heard about. If some of you guys will be on this uh, weekly Agora call that, that we get on once, once a week and... Uh, and uh, uh, on that call, you know, I've had some amazing insights. I've had some amazing uh, uh, speakers on there, and uh, you know, um, uh, I've got some good friends who tune in every week. And uh, one guy that I, I first saw on there is uh, today's guest, named Carl Milligan. He's, a, he's one of the top copywriters at, at Agora. Carl, I can't wait to to find out how many millions you've written in promotions, as, uh, as all you guys seem to do over there. But. Uh, <laughs> Well, what you were talking about on, on that call is really fascinating. I really wanted to, to have my listeners uh, get into that, especially if they're uh, interested at all in, in uh, you know, copywriting or persuasion, uh, but not, not just the same old uh, how-to stuff that uh, everyone else teaches. You've got, you've got uh, something with a difference, so that's really exciting for me. So thanks for coming on the call, Carl. How are you, man? I'm doing great. It's really cool to be here. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate sure. it. <laughs> so let's go back to that uh, that uh, that call. I don't want to keep harping back to the Agora call, but uh, uh, this is where I found out some really interesting stuff, which I'm starting to use in my own copy now um, about the language of copywriting. Yeah. So should I just <laughs> should I just run with that? Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, I'll talk about a little bit how I kind of got into this and uh, how I figured it out a little bit. So first I want to say what's up copy squad. Just uh, it's your boy Kyle Milligan. It's like my usual sign on. And, yeah, uh, <laughs> and to answer your earlier question, uh, I grossed uh, 7.1 million in 2018. So that was uh, how many sales I brought in. I unfortunately didn't get to bring that home. But uh, a lot of what this all stems from is when I got to Agora Financial, I had virtually no experience. And people, people ask me like, how do I get an edge if I don't have any experience? Um, your guess is as good as mine because I had no experience when I came in. And uh, I just kind of like, one of the things that I used early on, I'll just tell this really quick for the people out there who are always say, I don't have enough experience. Uh, I basically just used whatever I had in my arsenal. I worked with what I had. Like I had sales experience, I leaned on sales experience, you know? I, I said I really I had psychology degree I leaned on my psychology degree I'm not even sure if I brought that up because they were so anti-school uh, like the attitude yeah. was like you don't really need a job or you don't need an education to get a job or what the hell am I saying a degree to get a job so but use what you have at your arsenal you have experience even if it's a copyright experience like get in the door and uh, I ask the typical question which is like what book should I read I've read uh, the Boron Letters by Gary Halbert I've read uh, Adweek Copywriting Handbook by Joe Sugarman. And they're like, no, 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 none of that. That's plenty. Like, don't read any more of those. Uh, stop doing that. Now read about, don't read about copy, read copy. Mm -hmm. um, and that, that was a big turning point for me. So all of a sudden, I'm no longer reading about copy. I'm no longer reading these copywriting theory books. I'm just sitting there reading copy. And, and at first, you, you don't really understand what you're looking at or what you're looking for. And I had some help and some guidance on that. But what happened was, is I, I, I liken this to binging like a TV show where you kind of get the plot figured out and you kind of find that the writers are a little lazy. Yeah. You like, you, for me, it was like The Walking Dead. Like I couldn't watch The Walking Dead after I binged like two seasons. I could never watch it again. 
I was like, okay, I know exactly what's going to happen and how it's going to go down. And it was the kind of the same thing with binging all this copy. Instead of reading about copy, I just sat here and read all these promos that made all this money. And it's like, oh my God, they're just saying the same things over and over and over. And every, no matter what they were selling, how much it cost, it always came down to like, I just got to tell you that basically that this is a brand new thing that it's super easy to use or to like, basically I have a system that you can use or it's just, you just place one trade, right? So it's some super easy mechanism to, to utilize and it's, it's safe in that it's credible. Like other people are vouching and for this and it's vetted. And, and the last thing is that it's very big. So uh, those are like the big four points I came up with was new, easy, safe, and big. And big has to be like something that's like, this is going to change the game. Like your whole life is going to be different after you take advantage of this solution. So um, that was kind of like the development of that system. So new, new, easy, safe, and big. Yeah, Nesby. Yeah, Nesby, yeah, sounds good. So um, that's kind of the thing that, that's, that's like the, the uh, uh, template that you apply to all copy. You touch all those four, all four of those points um, and you have a higher chance of a winner. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of one of those things too where I have to, one of the things I'd like to talk about too, yeah, is that people take it very literally. Uh, and it's, it's not literally. What it is, it's, it's the emotional appeal that you have to make. So the templates are always like, you know, headline, lead, body copy, and then the offer section. Yeah. And within each of those, you know, like the headline, um, the headline I, th I think is changing these days. It used, to, it used to be that all the headlines had the four U's, urgent, unique, ultra specific, and useful. Yeah. And now I'm seeing things don't have any urgency at all that are doing very well. Hmm. And uh, so those are kind of evolving. The lead, you got to make your big promise and you got to hype it up, right? That's the whole function of the lead and the body copy, you know, until you start telling them what you're selling them is all objection, claim, proof, benefit, objection, claim, proof, benefit. Yeah. Uh, that's what every section is. And then you get to the offer and you offer them something. You tell them what's inside. Uh, you offer them some testimonials. You give them some, uh, some bonuses and you, you sign off. You say, choice is yours. You gotta, you gotta make this choice. Yeah. And then you sign off. So what you want to do is within that framework is you want to, like write the copy and you can write it very boring or factual, which is sometimes I have to just get the words on the page, yeah. but then you want to figure out, okay, I've said all these things. Now, how do I take that fact, that boring, dry, like otherwise just piece of information and make it sound like it's the newest thing that's ever happened. Right. Yeah. So then you might take that line and say, well, in the last three months, We've seen this exciting trend or explosive trend, right? And and CNBC says this is the most incredible thing we've ever seen. So right there, you have this is a brand new thing. It just happened over yeah. the last three months. It's explosive. It's huge. And that's and that's even CNBC says it. So if they say it's credible, it's safe. Like they've even even the big media outlets have acknowledged it. And and that's um we've talked about this a little bit before we started the call was. I don't believe copywriting is so much a how-to. I already gave you the how-to like just a second ago was headline, lead, body copy, offer. It's more yeah. of a language. It's a, it's a language that you speak. And just like if I want to communicate to you um, with any sort of English, German, Russian, you know, whatever the language may be, the words will not always come out the exact same order, right? It won't be like 
the noun verbed or something like it won't be the red apple it might be manzana roja right yeah so it's a, each language is kind of unique but you, you you're just communicating this apple is red or i want to go get a cheeseburger or like something like that yeah so so it's not a how-to right you don't just place this here and then place that there and then place this here and then all of a sudden you're persuaded you have to know how to communicate and that means speaking that specific copywriting language and i think that's what's that's the whole message i really want to spread is that um you know there is no right or wrong way as long as the words convey those emotions that something is new easy safe and big you can get a lot of people behind your idea and like you say i don't it doesn't guarantee a winner but it does heighten your chances for sure yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's really interesting. So, um, uh, so where do, where do we go from there with the with the language of copywriting? How can we implement that uh, uh, in our copy? Um, <clears throat> I think what I would do first is uh, I would start picking up how other people do it. Uh, Joe Schrafer is our publisher at Agora. He always uses this line, uh, give me, is he, he just says, give me five hours. It's like an Abe Lincoln line. He says, give me five hours to chop down a tree and I'll spend four of them sharpening the ax. Yeah. And it's the same thing with, if this new technique works for you or, or you want it to make it work for you, just read a couple of other promos. Basically what that line means, sharpening the ax is doing the research and like sharpening your skills or your wits or like, building up like your arsenal of materials right so um my research process for any promo always goes the same way where i'll find five promos yeah. that are selling something similar i'll read them and i'll take notes and i'll throw away two of those and then i'll go super heavy in depth with the last of the remaining three and like really go line by line like what did they say and why did they say it mm. and i'll throw away two of those and then I've got left with my favorite one, maybe two. And uh, my favorite one, I'll model. I'll say, this is the guy that I want to be like when I grow up. I want to I wanna have a sales letter that is as cool as this sales letter. And I'll borrow all the things I learned from the other four. So if you want to make new, easy, safe, and big work for you, I think one easy, fast way to do it is uh, simply start recognizing it in other copy. Because another thing I preach is like, I'm not creative or clever. I am not a uh, quote, quote, like master Jedi copywriter. Like I am, I'm just a dude and, I, and this, this works. That's why I like it so much, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so I think that what I would do is I'd find other examples of how other people are doing it in my niche for my similar, for products similar to mine, you know? And I'd be like, oh, well that's just like my product. My product, I can, I can explain that my product is new using a similar angle. And then you use the thing that makes your, your product unique and you kind of spin it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And would you, would you say, because you guys at Agora Financial read so much copy, does your copy end up uh, looking and feeling different from other people's? Or is that not noticeable? Or, or does that not even matter? <clears throat> does, does other people's copy seem different? What was the question? I don't remember. Does your, <laughs> does your copy end up uh, looking different? Like uh, if... If you if someone was telling look at your promo before it's launched, um, and you know like you mentioned Joe Free Joe Sharifa, uh, uh, who's the uh, um, copy chief there, you know uh, uh, he would look at he would look at everything before it's launched, and, and he would sort of get a gut feel of uh, its chances of success. Um, does he uh, does he notice differences between uh, yours and everyone else's, or 
or does it not matter just to get it out there and see what happens? Hmm. Like a different well, look or a different feel? Yeah, I can't speak to that. I mean, because that, that'd be what Joe Joe's experience would be. Uh, I like to think I do have a bit of a unique look and feel about my stuff. Um, I think everyone does, too. And I know that when working with copy chiefs, I've worked with all the copy chiefs that are going now. And uh, it can be difficult to, like, they, I've learned that one person cannot, like, transmit exactly what they want to see in a sales letter into another person's brain. Yeah. So when one copy chief tells me to go do X, Y, Z, and I come back having completed X, Y, Z, and he looks at it, he's like, well, that's not what I thought it was going to look like at all. And I was like, but this is what you said. And he's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that just goes to show that we all have our own unique way of sitting down at the keys and typing something out and saying what, what one person would say one way, we can say another way. But what, I think what really matters is not what you say. The words on the page do not matter. I think what matters is the emotion that you communicate just like we were talking about, you can say this apple is red, or you can say, give me that red apple. Or you know, this is, At the end of the day, you kind of get the message across. And if you, if you take it out of this how-to write copy, like in the yeah. technical aspects, and you make it about those big emotions and transmitting those to your reader, uh, I think that should be the main goal for everybody. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's a, a really amazing distinction that you, you made just there. You know, we're talking about, you know, how, how, uh, copy should look and, and whether an experienced expert uh, thinks it has a chance or not. But the reality is, you know, it's, it's about the emotions and, and, uh, and quite often the person reading the copy uh, is not in that target market. So, you know, if, I've, I've seen it at seminars where they, uh, they show two ads for carpet cleaning and, and they ask the crowd, uh, you know, which one, uh, which headline performed better. And the only person who got a chance of getting it right is somebody who needs carpet cleaning at that, that particular moment. So it's impossible to go by look or feel, but it's that, it's that, it's that emotion that, that, that you're talking about there. And that's where it, uh, um, that's the important parts where uh, the stuff you've been talking about today really comes through. Yeah, I think it's so huge. I think it's so huge that uh, it's, it's kind of like my uh, soapbox that I stand on is, is quit asking me like how to do anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Start asking, how do I communicate this emotion or how do I rile up? And that's the thing too, because everyone's, uh, I think another huge uh, knowledge gap is people will read like Cialdini's influence, right? And they'll have all these bright ideas for like mind control. And then, you know, they'll read about the example of the monks handing out flowers at the airport to, to, to spark reciprocity. And they're like, how the hell do I do that in a sales yeah, letter? <laughs> <laughs> right? You, you might have noticed I've attached a flower to the top of this sales letter. I've come to <laughs> a good, very good reader. Yeah. Dear reader, take a look at this flower. <laughs> it's for you. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's true. You know, we, this is a problem with, uh, you know, um, uh, people, a lot of people teaching copy now and they just rely solely on templates. I have, I have lower level templates as a product, but, uh, um, you know, uh, people like uh, my copy mentors have always, it's always been about the emotion, about the, uh, about uh, um, what the results of what we say in the copy are, not what, not specifically um, uh, what the copy actually says. So it's all about right. that, uh, dominant emotion. Yeah. And we should, and, 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 not, and not to, you know, we're out here poo-pooing all over templates or anything like that because at the end of the day, 
you know, I laid out a template at the very start of this call, you know, headline lead body, yeah. like yeah. templates, yeah. template, you need them. They're the skeleton, but the emotions are the meat on the bone. Yeah. Yeah. That's the difference between, you know, um, uh, average copy, which, uh, might, uh, um, succeed, you know, uh, based on a brand. Like I've, uh, <clears throat> I've written for a few, a big brand marketers recently. And, you know, you could pr pretty much send them any old, any old copy and, and their customers would buy uh, versus um, copy like what, what you get out of Agora Financial where the, uh, um, <clears throat> it's, not, uh, it's not so much the brand recognition, the power of, of, the, uh, uh, of the emotions in your, in your copy that uh, it's, it's why you've uh, written all, all this money, millions of dollars in sales um, using this method. Right. I think uh, for, for people who don't like know exactly what Agora is, it's just this word like out there on the internet, but basically we, we sell these financial newsletters. So that in itself is a challenge and that nobody wakes up and thinks, man, I really want to buy a, a yeah. newsletter subscription. Right. So that's, that's one challenge. And the other challenge is like you said, we don't have uh, big brand recognition. We're most famous with copywriters, right? <laughs> so, like, not even like people looking for financial publishing. So, uh, and our gurus are generally guys who like worked on. And we have, when I say gurus, our editors, right? The guys who, who we have the we have a newsletter for this guy and that guy and that guy and that yeah, guy. Yeah. And they're generally guys off of Wall Street who know their stuff. But again, they're not. We only have a couple. Uh, I'd say household names. Yeah. Financial, where you can lean on that name and that reputation, and again, we have to create that credibility, and we have to create that excitement around basically a regular guy trying to sell you a monthly email, right? Yeah. <laughs> and and that's why Agora, I think, you know, has, has gotten its reputation for being very, uh, you know, powerful at copy because that's that's hard, man. Yeah. <laughs> so how, do you, how do you make a stranger want that? And, and, and within the uh, financial industry's uh, regulations as well, so you can't make all the claims that you'd want to and, and that, that sort of stuff. There's a lot of red yeah. tape. That's another cool thing, another point where uh, beginner copywriters, like I've, there's a couple things that I see on repeat. One is like I don't have any experience, which is bull malarkey. Like if you've ever – if you've ever sold baseball cards at your school or something, like if you ever yeah. Gary Vee, you ever hustled, if you ever did like a SEO blog post, you have experience. Okay. Um, the other thing I see is like, how much of this can I make up? Like, well, <laughs> where, where am I crossing the line when I start making stuff up? And I'm like, you're, yeah. you're always crossing the line. If you make anything up, it has to be backed <laughs> with research. Yeah. Like, <laughs> True. <laughs> and, we, and we still have to work within those parameters of, you know, SEC regulations and, and legal compliance. And there's, there are a lot of boxes that we have to work inside of. Yeah. 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 So I'm excited to, um, to keep going down this path as well. I mean, uh, after the, uh, after I heard you on the Agora call, I went and checked out your website. Um, I grabbed your book while I was there as well. So, um, and, that, and that's that's amazing. I'm, I've got that book next to me when I'm writing promos now. So um, like, I'm on the screen anyway because it's a, 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 an ebook version, obviously. But uh, um, what is we your have video? Uh, you see yeah. my face turning red right now. That's uh, that's awesome. I'm, that's really cool to hear that. That's that's so uh, uh, humbling or honor. I like. I don't know. That's just cool, man. Thanks for saying that. <laughs> that's, that's cool. Uh, um, I really enjoyed uh, hearing about uh, um, this. A lot of the same stuff that you've talked about in this call when I was on that Tagora call and I 
um, I sometimes miss those um, if I have to, but uh, I'm glad I caught that one. Um, so what's your uh, website where people can uh, check, check all that stuff out? Yeah, it's kylethewriter.com. kylethewriter.com. So I'll chuck a link uh, to that on the site as well. If you're listening on iTunes, just go to kylethewriter.com. Um, all the info's there, the book, there's a link to the book there, some, something. Um, but, uh, but yes, yeah, it's well worth checking out because uh, um, I think you have a fresh approach to learning copy. I think without, um, uh, you know, much um, specific copy experience, you sort of came in with fresh eyes and, and without a lot of the BS and baggage that uh, a lot of copywriters come in with. So, um, and I guess that's a good thing about, uh, um, about that is, you know, you uh, can sort of just see in black and white what works and, and obviously it does for you. So that's awesome. Yeah, that might be a good way to look at it. I have never thought of it like that. But yeah, I basically maybe coming in with no experience was my advantage. That was my edge. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, uh, um, a lot of it grew up with the standard how-to stuff, which works to an extent, but, you know, we get uh, weighed down with a lot of baggage, which uh, um, uh, we'll never use and uh, probably holds us back anyway. So um, that's why I'm interested to um, start to really test what, uh, what, uh, what you've been talking about in today's call. So thanks for that. Yeah, everyone on the call, if you're listening on iTunes, go to kylethewriter.com. Uh, it's got a lot of info and stuff there. You can get his book as well if you want to. And, uh, um, and yeah, I thank, I thank you for coming on the call, Carl. It's been uh, uh, very valuable. And uh, I think, I'm sure there's some big dollar signs in, uh, in this call for a lot of people. Nice. Uh, I really appreciate you having me on. Uh, this is this has been really great, and just love spreading the gospel, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> keep spreading it, man. I'll talk to you later. All right, peace out, Copy Squad. Thank you for listening to Geniuses of Copywriting with Brian Casagina. To get the full transcript and all the resources mentioned on today's show, go to www.geniusesofcopywriting.com now.